Welcome to season two of the Real Love, Real Talk podcast. We're happy you're back. On this season, you can expect thought-provoking and contemporary conversations between young people and adults about consent and communication. Some audience members may find the subject matter to be triggering. We encourage you to reach out to a trusted adult, family member, or friend. You can always find additional resources in our show notes or on our website, thehallsboston.com. Welcome, welcome, welcome back to the Real Love, Real Talk podcast. I'm Issa, and I'm here with, well, it's just the Star Strong team today, but still a special guest. Today, our topic is how to help a friend. So some of the things we're going to cover is victim blaming and how you cannot do that, meaning avoid doing that. And also that even if it feels like there's nothing you can do, we're going to give you some tips because there's always something you can do. You can always listen. You can always be validating and you can always refer somebody to a trusted adult. So I'm going to pass it over to Malika. If you want to introduce yourself, go ahead. Hello, my name is Malika and I'm 18 years old. I'm currently a senior in high school. And um, today we're going to be discussing how we can help a friend who's in an unhealthy or abusive relationship and uh, I'm personally really um, excited about this topic because um, I have seen growing up how people have decided to stay in abusive relationships or have not asked for help. So that's why I personally want to help people who think like that and think that uh, no one is really out there to help them. So that's why we want to discuss some local resources that can help anyone who's uh, in this situation. All right, word. So offer it, we're going to get started with some questions. I got a question for you, Malika. Um, why might someone stay in an abusive relationship? Um, there's a lot of reasons why someone might stay in a relationship. For example, um, uh, if a person is getting abused in a relationship, firstly, they might not realize that uh, what they're experiencing is abuse because there's so many different kinds of abuses. And... Um, also, like, because of that abuse, they could um, they could have low self-esteem, so they don't really uh, think that they can do anything uh, without the their partner. So um, they rely on their partner a lot. And um, they could also fear um, increase in violence towards them if they're getting abused. Or, like, um, for example... Um, for teenagers, if like um, they've recently gotten in a relationship or they've never had really any experience it, with it, they might think that um, unhealthy relationship or like whatever they're experiencing is normal, which it, it's not. But since they really don't have experience or doesn't uh, know like what a healthy or unhealthy relationship looks like, so they would think that it's normal and decide to stay in that relationship. And um, there's also like many cultural aspects that come into play for example um uh, male dominance we see this everywhere um in all cultures we see how um men are supposed to be the dominant in, in a relationship and then girls or like women are told to be submissive and listen to their male partners and so this can also be a reason why women would not want to leave a relationship because um 
they're told to listen to their partner. So whatever they're experiencing, they can't really ask for help because they have to rely on those expectations and stereotypes. And uh, whereas for men, um, I think that um, firstly, there's like, um, since they're told to be the strong uh, person in a relationship or the dominant person, if they're experiencing abuse by their female partner they would not want to speak up about it because of uh, feeling ashamed or just like thinking that they're not good enough or the society will look down on them so they would not seek out for help and just uh, decide to remain in that relationship and um, since like I was talking about um, abuses earlier there's um, five types of abuses that um you can learn more about, uh, for example, and on the Start Strong uh, website, there's a lot of information about the uh, five types of abuses and what they look like, especially for teenagers, since like um, they're not really aware of these kinds of abuses and uh, might not know that they exist or are happening to them. And um, there's also another um, resource that I want to discuss, which is um, Love is Respect. They also have... Um, the abuses stated and like how you can use those um, resources to help yourself and learn more about the five types of abuses. So um, you can always go on those websites and ask for help or just to learn more about it so it doesn't happen to you or if it is happening, you can prevent it or, you know, put a hold on it. Um, I was also like um, wondering like, what the challenges of getting out of an abusive relationship would be. So, like, I was wondering what you think about it, Issa. Uh, word. Um, I think it's important to remember what an abusive relationship is about. It's about power and control over another person. And so I think one of the hard things about leaving an abusive relationship uh is that a person's abuser might have power over their day-to-day, might have power over their time, control of their money, control of who they can communicate with, which makes it um, logistically very difficult to leave. Like if, if somebody has, if your abuser has your bank account wrapped up or monitors your phone or monitor, has your location, logistically that could be hard to leave. I think also there's, um, you mentioned this, like feeling fear or actual physical danger where people could be scared that if they leave, there'll be retaliation or worse, like they'll, violence will come of that. Um, And then I also think you touched upon how maybe you feel like this is how situation i mean excuse me this is how a relationship is supposed to be like the that relate there's often often a myth that relationships take work which is true like relationships do take work but in the context of, of an abusive relationship sometimes that can become tricky whereas somebody who's being abused might try to convince themselves that they should stay just because they're supposed to work at a relationship but that is supposed to be hard and that's something that uh, Love is Respect talks about a lot on their webpage. Um, yeah, I think that that fear factor and also the isolation of being in an abusive relationship 
when you're isolated from other people, other loved ones, other sources of information, like other people, you're kind of just in your own world with this person and you can kind of lose touch with reality, which is super scary. And then to step out of that is just like kind of upending your whole world, which is like, I can imagine terrifying, you know, like, what am I going to do? What if I can't live on my own? What if I actually do need this person? What if I da 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 Which makes sense if somebody has been controlling your life and telling, it's for, telling you it's for your own good. Um, okay, so I have another question for you. How, how does an abuser keep a victim in a relationship? And then the question after that would be why? Um, I think that, um, one reason could be manipulating them through love. Um, I've, I've seen how, like, um, abusive partners often, um, manipulate them by, like, showing them a lot of love and just, like, uh, for example, like, using comments like, oh, um, you are the answer to, like, all my prayers and things like that, but then at certain moments they um completely disregard uh that love that they have and just like um abuse their partner but then uh instead of like apologizing or anything they just start complimenting them or just showering them with love and all and um so that would make like the person confused but at the same time they would think that um um that they're being loved, so it's fine. And maybe the person was just in a bad mood and things like that. And um, also, like, um, communication. I personally think that if you don't have uh, good communication with your partner, you would not know um, how, like, um, how they're um, using you or just, like, how they're keeping things from you. So, like, um, they could feel... Um, uneasy around you and uh won't feel comfortable opening up to you and so then that could frustrate the other part uh person and um i also think that um uh when partners for example like using um expensive things to like for example like getting uh, a very expensive um gift for your partner and then later on like saying oh remember how like I did that for you so like now why are you doing this to me so that could be one reason why like they would feel like they have to be in that relationship because their partner has done so much uh, for them word I really liked I really liked how you touched on the the wave of abuse or the cycle of abuse um which you know, there's an incident or an act of violence or a breaking of boundaries. And then what comes after that is the apology, the like, I'm going to get you gifts. I'm going to be tender and sweet and whatever it is. And then there's a point where it's like hopeful because this person who there is a lot of love in a relationship, oftentimes there is love in some way in a relationship even if it is abusive and there's hopeful like hey maybe this person's going to change and there's some it's called we call it the walking on eggshells period and then maybe for a little bit things return to normal 
and then there's another incident it's right back into the wave or into the cycle of abuse and that kind of continues which is one of the reasons it's so hard to get out of a abusive relationship and that happens that wave of abuse that's cycle of abuse happens regardless of the um, type of relationship whether it's same sex whether it's gender queer whether it's a heteronormative relationship like that happens regardless of what the relationship looks like um i was also wondering like if like isai like you were in an abusive relationship and like you needed help how would you feel and like how would you feel about asking for help i think that's a good question and i've been trying to think about it um i think i mean the one that's coming to mind is like i'd be scared and i would probably feel lonely like this is only happening to me or none of the people around me understand what's going on or i might even feel defensive of my partner like that's not actually the person they are or they're not a bad person they just whatever it is um so i could i i could imagine feeling really confused which is why we're here to give out some resources right because if like if you are in an abusive relationship or if you have friends or loved ones in an abusive relationship there are professionals who can support support you in supporting a friend support you in being abused um help you get out of a relationship set up like help you leave a domestic situation help you find jobs help take care of your children whatever it is so we're going to break down some of those a little bit later but first we want to talk about some ways that you can support a friend on your own maybe before that step of calling a professional or calling in a trusted adult um so Malika, do you have some some strategies or some some ways that you could think of that you would want to support a friend or want to be supported by a friend? Um so I'm a, I'm going to think about it like from the perspective like if I was in an abusive relationship and what I would want my friends to do because I think that would help me like understand how I can help them. So like um for example if I was in an abusive relationship and um I needed help and I asked my friend and they're just like why don't you leave the relationship or why don't you leave the person or maybe um like confront them about it but that's not really going to help me um um like fix the situation or get out of it because obviously if I'm going through it I've thought about leaving I've thought about um all those things but there's a reason why I can't do it so I think that um um as a friend like you would need to take uh certain factors into consideration as to like why they wouldn't leave or like um maybe there's like 
reasons why they want to stay in the relationship and think that like they can fix it so I think that uh, it's important to like understand your friend's situation if they're in an abusive relationship and like first listen to what they're saying and uh, not like jump to, in, to any conclusions so um, that's why like it's important to have a good conversation about this and uh, try to understand their points and then like uh, think of possible ways that you can be of help or like possible ways that they can see they can seek help from like other places word one of the things i i liked about what you just said is like trying to understand but not i forget the words you use but essentially not judge somebody like not pass judgment on what they're saying like it's their fault or they should have did better like why haven't you i really like that and i think that's something that you know, whether it's Bark, Boston Area Rape Crisis Center talks about, whether it's Casa Marina, whether it's whatever, any of the professionals talk about listening and validating people in a way that isn't passing judgment on them, but is instead like supporting them and validating what they've been through, validating their experiences. And that even if you're not a professional, that's something you can do through just by, just like asking questions to actually out of care and out of see how they're doing, checking in on somebody, um, not being empathetic, which is like feeling with somebody, not feeling for somebody. Like, yeah, I think, and I know that is easier said than done. And that's a hard conversation to have. I guess I feel like. Um, I also think that uh, if you're being supportive towards your friend, um, that can put them in a better mental state because their relationship could have affected their mental state in a really bad way and they could be in a really bad position. They might not be able to think straight for themselves. So if you're being... um if you're being supportive and you're being understanding of their situation, they might feel like they have someone that they can rely on or they have someone that understands them. So that could uh, potentially improve their mental health and they'll be able to think better about the situation that they're in. Yeah, word. I I have a question for you, Michael. What t- when do you think it's it's time to reach out to a professional or reach out to a trusted adult if you're worried about your friend? Um, I think that um, um, if you see that um, your relationship is not improving, it's been way too long and you're just thinking when it's going to get better, but it's never getting better or like you're trying to uh, improve the relationship, but your partner is just completely disregarding what you have to say or uh is not being understanding i think that uh that's when like you can um ask for help or um just like because that will i mean it could help you uh end the relationship if you want to but it could also help you um make your partner understand the whole situation and just like um they could either improve like how they're behaving towards you or they could just think that yeah um understand that they're in the wrong or like 
they've been hurting you. So uh, that will allow you to um, leave the relationship in a good way rather than just like ending things in an abusive way. Yeah, something something I'm thinking about is like, honestly, I feel like even if you're not in an abusive relationship at the moment, I think it's good to know what the resources near you are. If you're just even a little bit worried about a friend or a loved one, I think it's good to know the resources that you have. Right. So we're going we're going we're going to say these real quick. Um, the first one. So we have t- we have there's resources for sexual violence and abusive violence. Right. I mean, not abusive. Excuse me domestic violence for an abusive relationship in the Boston area. So for abusive relationships, one we've talked about a lot is love is respect. Michael, you want to talk about that a little bit? Um, about love is respect. I personally um, really like how they've put out um, the different um situations or different uh problems that one person might be facing whether it's like setting boundaries or um just like um things like family disapproval of your relationship because that's also important to a person and it can like affect their relationship so uh those things are just like uh, the most important one that i really like is uh, ending unhealthy relationships i think that uh they've um but like really useful ways that you can um, handle these kinds of situations. So that's why um, I think that uh, love is respect can be really uh, useful for a person who's uh, facing these kinds of uh, hardships. And again, love is respect. They have a website where you can go, you can ask questions. I'm, I'm fairly certain they have a hotline. You can text capital love is so capital l o v e i s to 22522 and somebody will holler at you answer any questions you have whether it's about a healthy relationship or an unhealthy relationship um and then there's two really really uh like awesome resources for helping people leave an abusive relationship um, that would be Casa Marina and the network or La Red. Malika, you want to give a rundown of those two? Um, for network La Red, um, I think that it's uh very useful for you if like um you're trying to uh help out a friend but uh, you don't really know how you can do it or just like how you can understand your friend better. Um, I think that it's a great way to um, just like gain more knowledge and uh, be prepared for situations like these. And um, they also uh, talk about how like um, whether like you should confront uh, your abusive partner or uh, things like um, things like you should not say in a relationship or just like because they might put you in a tough spot and uh just like cause more trouble for you so things like that will like uh, help you understand what a healthy relationship looks like 
And they also have, like, um, relationship quizzes and things like that uh, where, like, you can get an idea of what an unhealthy or healthy relationship looks like so you're aware of your own relationship, whether, like, it's really bad or if it's getting bad, things like that, so you can um, get control of it. Word. And the network is specifically... Or, or not even specifically for it definitely it focuses on information referral safety planning crisis intervention for lesbian gay bisexual queer and or transgender folks right but a big one that they do is crisis intervention which means if you're in a abusive relationship they will help you leave meaning set up safety plans set up um like help basically help help free your your time your autonomy your bank account whatever it is that's keeping you trapped in the abusive relationship they will help break those ties and casa marina also does that but they do not focus on lgbtq plus relationships they're open to everybody and again they have you know child care they have job programs. They have alternative housing units, I guess is the word. Um, yeah, and both are multilingual, which is important. <laughs> I should have said that first. I have a question. So in an abusive relationship, oftentimes autonomy of the person being abused is taken away. So I'm wondering what you think about how how to help give how about how to help how when you're helping a friend you can avoid taking away their autonomy more by for example calling the police without permission or I don't know I'm wondering but also maybe you do need to call in call intervention for their safety I'm wondering what you think about that Malika. Um, I personally think that uh, when, like, your friend opens up to you, it's important to know, like, how serious the situation is. For example, like, uh, you might think that it's uh, going to make it better if you go and confront the person that's, like, abusing your friend. But it might make things worse, uh, both for you and uh, your friend. You could get um, hurt, physically hurt, or just emotionally hurt uh, if you're trying to help them and so that's why I think that it's important to understand the situation and um, first, like, think about uh, the downsides of it if you, like, try to go out your way and do something that your friend might not want to do. And um, because, like, there would be a reason for why they're not, like, seeking out um, to, like, authorities or just, like, confronting their partner. So uh, I think it's important to know those things before you take the step of like going out there and just like asking for help for a friend without your friend knowing. Yeah, word. Um, all right, so I'm gonna I'm gonna wrap up our conversation for today a little bit. Just to summarize, um, if you are in an abusive relationship, it's not your fault in any way. There are resources to leave. Um, if you're you have a loved one in a abusive relationship, 
um, they, you, there, we, we can give you some strategies to help support them. Remember, that be validating. Listen to them, and again, do not victim blame. Then some of our resources that we ran down today: love is respect, um, Casa Mirna, and the network, and Bark B A R C C. Right. So I'm gonna just say the hotline one more time. You can text capital L O V E I S to two two five two two, or you can call. One eight six six three three one nine four seven four. That's again one eight six six three three one nine four seven four. And for Casa Merna, the number would be one eight seven 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 eight five twenty twenty. Word. Everybody stay safe. Like, you want to sign off with anything? Um, I just want to add on to, like, what Isa was saying, how, like, if you're in a relationship um, and you're experiencing abuse, it could be any kind of abuse, whether it's emotional, mental, anything, um, just know that uh, it's not your fault. Uh, so you should not blame yourself for being in a relationship like that. And if you think that it's not looking good, you should definitely seek out for help. And um, also, like, if you so uh, for I just want to like add on, I don't think like we really talked about this, but like for um, love is respect, you can also chat live with them. So if you don't like want to go through the process of calling them or just like texting, you can definitely go on there and just chat live with them. They're there for you. Just know that uh, if you ever need help, there's always someone uh, there to help you. So don't be afraid to seek out for help. Um, Isa and Malaika, thank you guys so much. Um, just chiming in to let the audience know that all of the telephone numbers, websites, um, and any texting capabilities will be listed in the show notes for resources for our listeners. So please check out our show notes for all of the websites, telephone numbers, and text availability that we spoke about today. All right, word. Thank you for listening, y'all. Thank you for joining us today on the Real Love, Real Talk podcast. We hope you enjoyed yourself. As always, check out our show notes for ways to stay in touch with us and our guests. Like and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and visit us on thehallsboston.com.